Hello, Summoners, and welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Ileana Lador, and I'll be your Phaeologist today, and we're going to be covering uh, a brand new series, we're going to be starting it, rather, over Generation 1 units who have managed to still retain their potential and are, are still viable options in today's game, even though Heroes has changed, the metagame's shifted, they've been power crept, possibly, so, uh, for one reason or another, these units uh, maybe may, are not still the, the, the most optimal units you could use, but despite all this, they're still okay options. And this is covering Generation 1 heroes, so uh, that, that extends to a certain period in the game and, and since launch. So, uh, I'm, the way this is going to work is I'm going to be splitting it up based on uh, the reason why these heroes are still are still good. Now, there's a slight chance that some of them will be repeating. Uh, I could think of at least two heroes on my list who are on here more than once, uh, just off the top of my head. Uh, for instance, uh, Amelia. She will be in my. Uh, she'll be in one episode for support and one episode for armored units. That's a little bit of a teaser for what's coming up, because uh, as you can tell from the title, this is neither of those episodes. This is going to be the episodes on dragons. So go ahead and uh, take a listen to this. I think you'll really appreciate the things I highlight here because they do uh, reveal something pretty telling about heroes uh, from a conceptual standpoint. I have compiled a list of all the Generation 1 heroes without preferred weapons as of version 3 who I believe are still viable. And the ones I'll be covering today are Female Corin, Ninian, Naui, and Fey. These four heroes do not have preferred weapons, and I feel they still have a role to be played in the current metagame of heroes. And this is because they all have one uh, similarity between the four of them. They are all dragons. Dragons as a class were not the best of, of heroes. If you may remember back to uh, version 1, uh, there are a lot of really strong falchion users in the game, and not very many good uh, dragons who could counter that. And uh, as, as time sort of wore on, uh, falchion users kind of just dominated dragons. However, Heroes uh, as a game shifted and really gave dragons a lot more power. This came in the form of, first of all, being able to inherit skills because suddenly any dragon could learn Lightning Breath Plus, which basically was a, a free distant counter weapon you could give to any dragon. And it really increased the, the potential. Another way that heroes made dragons stronger was with the release of Brave Lin. You may remember back to where Brave Lin was honestly one of the scariest people you could find in the arena, if not the scariest. She was an absolute powerhouse when she first came out. And it was all because of Sakae's blessing. She, uh, before her, before she was released, nearly all the strongest units in the game were sword units, lance units, and axe units who had distant counter. Uh, primarily distant counter weapons, but of course also, uh, if you happen to have it, 
in your A slot. So what Sakai's Blessing did is it completely negated that. It made it to where if uh, you were fighting a Sword, Lance, or Axe unit, uh, and they, they couldn't use Distant Counter on you. So suddenly, Dragons, who had access to Lightning Breath Plus, very strong. So conceptually, that also was a real shot in the arm for Dragons. In addition to both of these, Dragons managed to retain their potential uh, because they they got their own class line of skills, so that it being the uh, Fortify and Hone Dragon. They got basically Dragon Emblem happened, and as a result, Dragons can now bo boost one another, and that's very strong. Dragons started branching out. Uh, there are Flying Dragons now. There are Armored Dragons. We have yet to have a Cavalry Dragon. I'm not sure if that's going to happen ever, but you never know. Intelligence systems can do pretty much whatever they want. At this, point, at this point, they can do whatever. So, dragons started off being really pretty weak heroes, but they've gotten to a point where they were so strong, anytime we see some sort of dragon check, we immediately recognize this is here because they, did, they realized, people at Intelligent Systems did, that dragons are way too strong for their own good, and they're starting to, once again, dominate the metagame. So primarily, I'd like to point my attention to Fey, Naui, and Ninian, because I feel those are the three most prime examples. Fey, Naui, and Ninian, uh, not Female Corrin, sadly. Female Corrin just barely didn't make my cut for uh, units I thought really held on to their potential well. She's still okay, and she still has good potential, but I feel like she is pretty heavily outclassed by Ninian, Naui, and Faye. So I'm going to go ahead and focus on the latter three, even though technically all this still does apply to female Corrin. So Faye, Naui, and Ninian are all infantry dragons from Gen 1. And the reason that they are considerably strong is because uh, they've just aged well with the game. The game has been sculpted around dragons for a large portion of the game. It was just uh, enhancement after enhancement to dragons. Uh, we all remember when adaptive damage came out, and we thought, well, this is the end of ranged units in the game. And uh, for a little bit, yeah, it really was. Uh, dragons are just such potent units now. And now, whenever we see a new dragon loose in the game, we just go and immediately check its base stat total points, because we know it's going to be uh, boosted, or we go and check its skills, so it's going to have some sort of exclusive skill. We go and look at its weapon, because it's going to have some special weapon effect. The least exciting weapons that have been released on dragons since Generation 1 has had, like, the ones that are on Kana, and even those uh, can, ha can be really useful. So, uh, ultimately, if you just look at the way dragons have existed in the hero since, since the game first launched, uh, They've just they aged so incredibly well as a as a class line, and it is less because of anything stat wise, and more just a cause of that's just the way heroes is built. Life is unfair. Heroes is very one sided towards dragons. You know, if we had done this list, you know, right after launch, when you're getting a good look at all these units, I mean, they wouldn't have been that impressive. There's these three, maybe Naui excluded. Naui might have been good, but the other two, you know, without 
adaptive damage without skill inheritance. Fey and uh, Ninian, they don't really have that much going for them from, you know, the draconic perspective, because dragons just weren't that good. Now, Naoi did have Disencounter, and so she was always considered a pretty strong dragon, uh, much the same way that Adult Tiki was at, at launch, just because, you know, Lightning Breath Plus is still a good weapon. It's even better now than it was at launch, and it was considered the best breath weapon at launch. So it's only gotten stronger as time has progressed, as Heroes has shaped itself, and I feel that this is just super indicative of the kind of game that Heroes is. Heroes is not a static game, you know? This is going to be a segment, a show segment, about why old units from the game, from, like, Generation 1, are still good units now. And honestly, with these dragons, being dragons ordinarily, you know, having a certain weapon class, (laughs) it really shouldn't make you... Uh, someone who will be good no matter what, just because you're a dragon. And uh, unfortunately, that's not true. Because simply being a dragon guarantees you're pretty much going to be considered a strong unit. In fact, just for reference, the absolutely lowest rated dragon in the Game Press offensive tier list is actually uh, female Cornyn. And she's considered a tier 5 hero. Now, tier 5 has a lot of other pretty strong units in it. I mean, it has Elegant, it has the original Ike, it has Marth, it has Eliwood, who, thanks to his new weapon refine, is undeniably really good, I think at least. It has Wings of Fate Hinoka. It has, uh, of course, a bunch of healers who are all busted. So, I mean, tier 5 in the Arena Offensive tier list is still not that bad even though it may seem pretty low. And that's just one dragon. Other than that, they're all tier 4 or higher. And so, simply being a dragon, Gen 1 or no, gives you a lot of strength. Especially when you get to uh, plus 10-ing these units, you know, really getting their full potential. Just because the way heroes works, they feel like they have a higher potential than most other units. And one example I'd like to point out is a build I I mentioned both in the subreddit and in an episode, I believe it was Legendary Roy's analysis episode, uh, where I stuck a bonus doubler on Adult Tiki. For those of you who don't know, I got two copies of Legendary Roy when his banner rolled around. One of them uh, was, was plus speed minus resistance, I believe. And I kept him, and the other one was plus speed minus HP. And I <laughs> I fought myself over it for about a week, but I finally decided it was the best thing I could do. And I foddered off bonus doubler to my plus 10 adult Tiki. And now, uh, I run adult Tiki on a team that has uh, Mur with Hone Dragons and Melkana, who has Fortified Dragons. And... This is just a really good case of dragons being lopsided and having favoritism. There are no infantry uh, infantry um, emblem skills. Infantry emblem is not a thing. You cannot get hone or fortify infantry. 
that is just simply not a skill in the game you can inherit to anyone because it doesn't exist. And the reason bonus doubler was allowed in the game was so you couldn't uh, get plus six to all your stats doubled. It's only inheritable to infantry units. However, you can still run bonus doubler on an infantry dragon, and then you can run dragon emblem skills on it. Or, of course, you could technically run uh, beast emblem. If you were to want to do that, you could use like Valoria or Keaton and get a um, plus 12 bonus to all your stats with bonus doubler on them as well. Uh, but there, the beast units, of course, are obviously new things in the game, so they don't really apply to this Gen 1 topic. But uh, Adult Tiki isn't the strongest of dragons, but uh, she's still pretty strong. And just goes to show how with a little bit of investment and just the way that Heroes works, simply existing in the game as a dragon gives you a lot of power. If you're some sort, if you are an armored or a flying dragon, you have access to uh, dragon emblem as well as you know flyer emblem or armor emblem. And if you're an infantry, uh, <laughs> an infantry dragon, infantry units have a lot uh, of skills that are exclusive to them. And one of those, like I, I mentioned earlier, is bonus doubler. I mean, I run my adult Tiki in my Ether Raids team. She has plus twelve to all of her stats. So even her lowest stat, her speed stat, is still around 40, which is pretty good. She has distant counter because of her weapon. She has lightning breath plus. And overall, she's just a really unfair unit because of how the game works. And uh, this is why I think that uh, Naoi and Faye and Ninian and uh, even female Corrin, being the worst dragon in the game as she is, are still really good units. Gen 1 or no, it's because they're dragons and people at intelligent systems really just wanted to prove how strong dragons are in Fire Emblem. So it kind of makes sense just because, you know, dragons are supposed to be super strong creatures, but it's, it's nothing specifically about, you know, stats or, or functionality. It's all about just the way heroes exists. Heroes is a game that gets shaped by the metagame. The developers add in new content, remove content if need be, change away mechanics, uh, just swap things around to make the game uh, tweaked however they want. And one such thing they tweaked was dragons. And now, because of what they've done, <laughs> dragons as a whole are going to be strong no matter what you do. And that's, that's the main reason why these four dragons I'm talking about are so strong despite being Gen 1. They're super strong, and it's simply because they're dragons. It's for no other reason uh, beyond that. Being a, dra uh, being a dragon is one of those things that will make you a good unit uh, pretty much no matter your stats, because it's hard to mess your stats up enough to be bad if you're a dragon. One other thing I'd like to mention real quick before I go on to builds, just to demonstrate my point, is uh, something I, I, I forgot, and it's really obvious, and it's breath skills. I mean, come on. Why are infantry dragons so good? Why are these three still so relevant? Because breath skills. Infantry dragons can run breath skills. So can armored dragons, but armored dragons are obviously so strong 
we don't really need to delve into rest skills in their kits just because it's unnecessary. But yeah, infantry dragons can also run breath skills in addition to bonus doubler if if you're in the position that I was. They can do that too. But yeah, breath skills totally make dragons way stronger and it uh, helps to negate the penalty of using lightning breath plus. So the last part of this segment is going to be going over the game press recommended builds for these units and showing in the mass duel simulator how they are still uh, strong, competent units, even so late after they've been released. So, uh, first off, Faye uh, is recommended to have a, a speed-refined Lightning Breath Plus with Ether and Steady Breath, no follow-up, and quicker post in the Seal slot. And I gave her Threaten Attack in the C slot, which is kind of what I gave to all of them. This is The funny thing is, this exact build is uh, what we're using for all of them. Yeah, except, like, at least it can be used for all of them to be really strong. But uh, for Faye, if Faye is running this, she gets 186 wins in the Mass Duel Simulator out of the total of 248. So that averages out to be 75% win rate, and that is pretty good for a Gen 1 unit who doesn't have a refinement. That's pretty good. Um, just another note, I did IV pick with them. Most of them are plus speed and like minus HP or something like that. And they're all at plus 10 just to show what their max potential is. <clears throat> and uh, it is started with the enemy initiating combat, then the challenger uh, fighting back. That is just a way to show how their primarily enemy phase builds with the, the quicker post and the steady and the breath skills. So 75% for a Gen 1 unit is pretty good. And, but uh, it really doesn't get much worse than that. Uh, female Corin uh, does even better. She gets 189 wins out of the 248, so that's 76%, slightly better. And Naui does much better. She gets a grand total of 204 wins out of the 248, and that's all up to 82% win rate. So really, uh, they're very strong altogether. So going over the specific builds... Corrin was running a plus speed lightning breath with ether, steady breath, null C disrupt, threaten attack, and quick repost. And now he was running a lightning breath, uh, speed refined, of course, ether, steady breath, guard, and threaten resistance, I put in the C slot, as well as quick repost. So this is just to show how the worst of the three units could still hit 75% win rate against the Arctic Silver Fox hard list. So even all this time, it, just because they're dragons and the way that the game is built, they can still perform really well uh, with each of those builds uh, individually. They probably could get even better than that. That's just a few good uh, ideas if you want to really fully invest in them. So, I mean, 75% win rate plus, we'd get a lot of new units who couldn't do that. I mean, look at the last banner. Idun could hit that, but I mean, Sue and Lou... And Thea, they were not that good of units. I mean, they're mostly just fodder units. They're, they're pretty weak. So uh, the Gen 1 fresh-off-the-gate unit could hit that high is really impressive. Now, you may notice I didn't do um, Ninian with this. And that is because uh, I'm going to cover Ninian in a different episode. And really, honestly, her combat prowess isn't what makes her so good. Although, for the record, having access to dragon skills gives her just as many bonuses as these. So this is really um, 
what I think is, is the overall message. If you are just lucky enough to be one of those units that intelligence systems really is just made better over the years, then you're going to be good. So, I mean, female Corrin, probably the worst dragon in the game is female Corrin, and she could still hit 76% win rate, and it's just because she's a dragon. Dragon units are just so strong, and that's why I think Ninian and Maui and Faye and Corrin, even though they're all Gen 1 units, they're all really strong. They don't need preferred weapons because they're dragons, and the, the strength of dragons comes with uh, the game's mechanics and not from any individual weapon or stat line. And there's a lot of variation here between stats. I mean, I mean looking at them, uh, Corrin has really, really high defense and kind of lowish resistance. Uh, on the flip side, Faye has kind of lowish defense and pretty good resistance. And then right in between, now he has really balanced defenses. Clearly, the, the stat line that each of them individually have is less important than the fact that they're just dragons. And as dragons, Gen 1 or no, they're going to be very, very potent units. So that was the first episode of the Gen 1 Encore miniseries. I hope you enjoyed I hope you um, maybe thought a little bit about what makes the units in this game good. And uh, if you would like to go ahead and check out our uh, show subreddit of r slash phaeology, you can go ahead and take a guess at some of the other categories and units who are going to be in them from Gen 1. I will give a, a little hint. None of them have preferred weapons as of 3.0. That's just like one of the caveats of this. They're all Gen 1, and I believe I already mentioned some support units and some armored units. Uh, but I would like to throw out there that not necessarily everyone who is Gen 1 made it to this list, because the fact is a lot of them didn't. You know, it's like the whole point of this segment is just to show what makes a unit good and long-lasting in the game. So uh, quite a few units are not good or long-lasting. So uh, other thing I'd like to mention, I'm not doing any seasonal units here because even though there are some good Gen 1 seasonal units, uh, they're not really what you'd call the cast, the main cast of the game. They're, they're, they're seasonal. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. Go ahead and check out our subreddit. <clears throat> Join the community there. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so at phaeology at gmail.com or at ilialador at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can do so on Discord at ilialador hashtag 1130. And lastly, if you'd like to support the show, you can do th you can do that through Anchor at anchor.fm slash phaeology. Thank you all so much for listening. Happy summoning, and I hope you schedule another appointment with your phaeologists real soon. Take care.